Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. Now, the last teaching, we stopped bang in the middle of a thought. So we are going to read Colossians chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 14 to 17. In whom we have redemption through his blood, that is our Lord Jesus Christ, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. We have seen that the serpent in our story is a mouthpiece of Satan, and what we saw the serpent say, and what we saw the serpent do was actually mirroring the Satan, that we saw that Satan was one of the angels created by God, and we saw that the creation of angel is connected somehow to the creation of the physical things as we read it in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2. And what we are trying to establish is the fact that angels have their place in the universe that God created in Genesis. Now, that was that was what we were trying to look at. So, yes, Genesis recorded for us the creation of the visible world. But what we read in Colossians chapter 1 is that the Lord Jesus, because God created all things by him, the Lord Jesus did not just create the visible world. He also created the invisible world. That invisible world included angels. Now, we are not told how and when the invisible world was created, but we were told that the invisible world was created. There is a world invisible, and we need to understand that there is an invisible world. The whole world that we have to deal with as a Christian, talking about God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the angels, Satan, demons, heaven and hell, these are invisible things, okay? Now, obviously, we are living in the physical world, but there is something about us that belongs to that invisible world. Our soul, our spirit belong to that invisible world. So, and the Bible tells us, as we read it in that Colossians chapter 1, verses 14 to 17, that actually the Lord Jesus created everything in heaven and on earth, both visible and invisible, whether they be thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers. And that is talking about the angelic realm. And we've seen from Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel chapter 28, we know Satan was created. So in summary, God created human. The serpent came and tempted them to rebel. The serpent is identified as representing Satan. Satan was an angel and he was created by God. So what I want to do in continuing our teaching today is to actually look, take a closer look at angels in the Bible. Obviously, we are doing that because now we know that Satan was created an angel. A good angel, but he was created as an angel. Okay, And that is why we actually want to spend a little bit of time to, to look at angels in the Bible as it relates to our teaching in the beginning. Because at the beginning, when we started, we saw God, we saw human. 
We saw serpent and we saw the fact that serpent mirrors Satan. But who was who was Satan? He was an angel. A fallen angel, yes, but an angel yet yet the same. So we are going to do this study about angel and see whether that can throw a little bit of light for us concerning Satan. Let's read Ezekiel chapter 28. Once again, but this time we start from the second half, 13 to 15. The workmanship of thy tablet and of thy pipes was prepared in the, in the day that thou was created. Thou was the anointed sheriff that covering, and I have set thee so. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God. Thou had walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. You can see the emphasis there. In the day that thou was created. And he said, God said, I have set this so. This is the way that God created him. Angels, including Satan, were created by God. God created them. Okay. And that included Satan. That included Michael. That included Gabriel. Angels are not eternal. Angels were created. They were part of the invisible world that were created by the Lord Jesus Christ. Angels are not God's contemporary, no. Angels were created at a point in time by the Lord Jesus Christ, by God himself. Then the question then is, when were angels created? Because what we saw in the book of Colossians is that somehow the Bible ties the creation of angels with the creation of physical world, with the creation of human. So the question is, when were angels created? Angelic existence dates back before the creation of human. That much we know. Okay, that much we know that angels must have been created before men were created. So that much we know because the Bible did tell us about angels that were rejoicing when God created the universe, the physical universe. So we know that they must have been created before um, before man was created. But then the question is, how far back before human was created were angels created? We don't know. There is not enough information for us to be more specific. All we can say is that before Adam and Eve were created, we know that angels were already created. In the Bible, their creation seems closely connected or related to the Genesis creation. Let's read Job chapter 38 verses 4 and 7. Where was thou when I laid the foundation of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. Verse 7. When the morning star sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Job chapter 1 verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Satan also came among them. Now we can see straight away from that scripture that the Bible says here that when God laid the foundation of the earth, the Bible says that the morning stars and all the sons of God shouted for joy. But when we then read that Job chapter 1, it, it's telling us there that actually those sons of God that we read in Job chapter 38, they were angels. So one thing that is very clear from that Job is that we can see here that the creation of angels were before creation. But when you read that Colossians chapter 1 that we read, verses 14 to 17, it's, it's, it's as if, the creation, the, physic, the creation of the physical world and the creation of the invisible world, it seems as if somehow they were both created together. Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them, I want you to notice that word, all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, 
which he has made, and he rested on the seven days from all his work which he has made. Now, the scholars told us that that phrase, all the hosts of them, tend to suggest that is also included in that sentence, the creation of the invisible world. So we know, because when you look at it, that host actually means numbers gathered in crowds. And some part of scripture also use that word host to mean angel. So we definitely know that angels were definitely created before the seventh day of creation. So when we put all this together, what 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 can we say? <laughs> you know, we can say this, that we know angels were created. We know that their creation is somehow connected to the creation of the physical world. But we just cannot be too specific. We know their creation are closely related. We know that. They were definitely created before humans were created. Beyond this, there's not enough information to be more specific. But the connection we have made here is that number one, there is a connection between the angelic creation and human creation. But that the angels were created before human. Is that okay? Now, we don't know how long. How long before angels were created was man created. So this is my own personal opinion for all that is worth. Okay? And this is not a dogmatic, you can't be too specific about all these things. Looking at all these points that I've explain. This is my own personal opinion and I need to stress again, it's just a personal opinion. Okay. My personal opinion for all this word is that angels were created before creation story of Genesis chapter one, but as part of God's creative activities that was connected to Genesis creation story. That's my personal opinion. It's not a dogmatic. That is, that is, that is the story that I can, I can Put this together that that actually angels were created before the Genesis story, but that that creation was part of this whole God's creative activity. Okay, now the Bible did not record for us the creation of the invisible world because it was not recorded. <laughs> Amen. So that both creation story, that of angels and human, were different but connected. Now, that is that is the way I have read it, that the creation story of angels and the creation story of humans were different, but they were connected. But by how long, we are not told in the scripture. This is just an opinion. This is not a dogma. And I will read, go through that again. That Reading through the scripture, there are some things we can establish from the scripture. The creation of angels was different from the creation of humans, or the creation of the invisible things was different from the creation of the visible thing, but that both of them were connected, but that both of them were done in God's creative activity. And that is, that is very, very important. Okay. And, 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 and that there's that connection, but what we are not told, what is a mystery to us is by how long, how long was there between the creation of angels and the creation of human. But definitely we could see here that angels were definitely, definitely created before humans were created. Now, this is not me trying to just went on, went on and on for nothing. It's because this actually threw some light on what happened to Satan, who, when he was created, was Lucifer. Okay, obviously, one of the things we also don't know, and it's not written for us in the scripture, is how long was Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden before they fell? We are not told. We don't know the duration we don't know the duration, you know, that they were in the Garden of Eden before they fell. We are not told. But we know they were there for some time. But we don't know how long, okay? And that 
information is not given to us. Then the question we want to ask ourselves is, what was the function, the nature of angels? This is very, very important. What was the function, what was the nature of angels when God created them? Now, let's look at their nature. The nature of, of angels can actually be deduced from the name angel. So their name tells us something about their function. In Hebrew, the Hebrew word for angel is malak, malak, and it's used about 103 times in the Old Testament. That is why uh, some of the, um, you know, Christian group like uh, the Aladura and things talk about malaika, 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 you know, that is the Hebrew word for um for angel is malak is used about one and three times, 103, 103 times in Old Testament. And it means, it simply means messenger. That is what angels are messenger. The, an angel is an heavenly messenger that is sent from God. That is what their name means. Few times, few times used of earthly messengers. So sometimes that word angel is also used sometimes for earthly messengers. So the Bible talks about a prophet. When you read Agai chapter 1 verse 13, the Bible talks about the prophet being a messenger. So sometimes, few times in the scripture, that word is also used for human messenger. But primarily, angels are messenger. That is what their names means in English. In Greek, which is where we, it is the Greek that we use and call angel. The Greek word for angel is angelos, okay? And it also likewise means messenger. And it is used about 175 times in the New Testament. So an angel is an heavenly messenger who speaks or acts in place of God who sent him. And that is very, very important. An angel is a messenger who speaks or acts in place of God who sent him. And this is very, very important. Also in New Testament, the term angel is also used for human few times, about six times in the New Testament. That times is also used for human, but we are talking about angels here. So angels are messengers. So we know that that is, that is their function. Their function, we see that in their name. We are looking at the nature and we are looking at the function of angels. Now we know that angels are invisible spirit beings. Angels are invisible spirit beings. Let's read Hebrews chapter 1 verse 7. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 7. And of the angels he said, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. Look at that. Who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. Now it is very, very important for us to understand that. So we know that we know they, 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 are, they are functioned by their name. Now we are looking at their nature. So angels are invisible beings. They are they don't they are un, they don't have bodies. Okay, that is very very important. They are invisible. They are spirits. He called them spirits, a flaming fire. Now the next thing I want you to know, one the next thing that is revealed to us concerning angels in the Bible is that they are numerous, that they are powerful, and they move rapidly and this is very very important that they are numerous they are powerful and they move rapidly let's read a couple of scripture that establish this for us we are going to read hebrews chapter 12 verse 22 but you are come unto man zion and unto the city of the living god the heavenly jerusalem and to what and 
innumerable, unnumbered, multitude company of angels. Psalm 102, reading just the first part of 20 says, Bless the Lord, ye his angel, that word, that excelled in strength, that excelled in strength. Revelation chapter 14, verse 6, And I saw another angel, what's he doing? Flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. So angels are powerful. They are many. They are powerful. They move rapidly. They move even beyond the speed of light. They are huge. When you read Genesis, the Bible talks about an angel that put a feet in the sea and a feet on the land. These are mighty, powerful creatures of God. Okay. And they fly. Now we need to understand that not all of them have wings and that that is very, very important. All right. Many, many angels that are revealed to us in the scripture don't have wings. In fact, sometimes human actually can mistake them for human when they manifested themselves. Now there are two distinct types that is definitely revealed to us that have wings. Those are the cherubims and the seraphims, the cherubims and the seraphims. So it is very, very important for us to understand. So there are different types of angels in the Bible. All right. So we have the seraphim and these usually have wings. And we see the seraphim, they are only found in the book of Isaiah. Seraphim means fiery or burning ones, fiery or burning ones. So when you read Isaiah chapter 6, verse 2, verse 3, verse 6, there it talks about seraphim. This angel, they are noted for having six wings and they are only found in Isaiah. So that is one class of angels we read in the scripture, the seraphim. Then we also read in the scripture about the cherubims, Ezekiel chapter 10, verses 20 and 21, Genesis chapter 3, verse 24. It was the angel, the cherubims, that was used to guide the tree of life. So cherubims, they, they are the mostly mentioned type of angel in the Bible. They are the mostly mentioned, and we, we've seen them all over the scripture. So we have the seraphim, we have the cherubims, and both those in the scripture have wings. Then another type of angel that are discussed or described for us in the scripture are the archangels. Are the archangels. Archangels in Greek is archangelos. Archangelos. In other words, they are chief among angels. They are chief angels. So we have multitude of angels, but we have archangels. There's only Michael that is directly called archangel in the Bible. But when we look at the function of Gabriel in the scripture, even though the Bible did not directly call Gabriel an archangel, but when we look at his work in the Bible, most Christians consider Gabriel to be an archangel. Now, Michael the archangel is the warrior angel. So this, we are talking about the archangel. They are the chief among the angels. So M Michael is the warrior angel. And we see that all over the scripture. In Daniel, in the book of Revelation, we see that Gabriel is the chief messenger angel. You remember when, when the Lord Jesus was going to be born, it was Gabriel that was sent. Okay. So he is the chief messenger angel praise the lord so what was their function i'm talking about the angels now what was the function of the angels let us read psalm 103 and then we read hebrews chapter 1 psalm 103 verses 20 and 21 bless the lord you is angel that excel in strength that do his commandment hearkening unto the voice 
of his word. Bless you, the Lord, all you, his host. Remember that word? You minister of his that do his pleasure. Right there in these two verses, you can see right there the function of the angel. But let's read Hebrews chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. But to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thy enemy thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirit sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Now, this is important for us to establish. Remember, Satan was created. Lucifer, he was an angel. Okay. What was the function? What was their function? Their mission is to execute divine bidings with speed and efficiency. That is their mission. That is their function. Okay, and we read that in that Psalm 103. He said, the excelling strength, all those, all those nature we have mentioned, but why did God create them? The, God created them so that they will do his commandment. They will akin unto his word. They will do his pleasure. That is why they were created. Their mission is to worship, to, you know, to wait upon the Lord and to speedily and efficiently fulfill his bidding to speedily and efficiently obey his commandment to speedily and efficiently do his pleasure that was the lot of satan when he was originally created now this is the reason why i went through all this thing this was satan's then called lucifer this was his job description it was one of the angels yes he was powerful Yes, it was it was beautiful. Yes, but an angel nonetheless. His function, like every other angel, is to execute divine commandment, is to execute divine pleasure with speed and efficiency. But pride led Satan's led to Satan's fall. Okay. First John chapter 3, verse 8 tells us that he that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. That's first John chapter 3, verse 8. He rebelled, he was proud. Okay. He will not keep his estate. Satan's rebellion resulted in God casting Satan from his presence. Casting Satan. He rebelled and God threw him out from his presence. So the question is, when God casted Satan out of, the, of his presence, where did Satan go? Okay. So Satan sinned. Okay. And God casted him out of his presence. So the next time, by the grace of God, we will continue on this. So I've done all this so that we can see Satan was created an angel. Number two, we have seen the mission. We have seen his job description. But unfortunately, pride led to his fall. Okay, and God casted him out. So next time, by the grace of God, we'll take it up from this point, God helping us. And if you are listening to me, I want you to know that God loves you. This world has gone into, into apostasies. This world is lost. There's darkness on this world. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The whole world is under judgment, but God wants to help us. And he came himself to die for us because there is no other way to do this. And now the ball is in your court. You can accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You can come to him today and he will help you. Okay, he's... It's as far from you as you just closing your eyes and opening your mouth is right there. That is how far he is from you. But really, what I mean is, is that close to you? That's how close. You don't need to go to a building somewhere right where you are. Call upon his name. Confess that you are a sinner, that you need a savior, that you need help. You cannot help yourself. He will come. 
it will save you. Not only that, it will make you a daughter, his son. It will walk the rest of your life with you. And when this is all over, you will spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new earth. Do it right now. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.